Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is November 1st. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block. We're actually going to continue right where we left off yesterday. Yesterday we talked about Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10 and what it means that the Savior is the captain of our salvation. Continuing on, let's take a look at what we can see here. Starting in verse 13, it says, And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children which God hath given me. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and a faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself hath suffered being tempted, is able to succor them." That are tempted. So essentially, this scripture is saying that Christ made himself like us so that he could overcome death and so that he could experience all that we could experience. So, in those moments, he will know how to succor us. The word succor, my favorite definition of it is to run to. In those moments of difficulty, in those moments of trial, he has experienced all things so that he would know exactly how best to succor us, to run to us, to lift us up, and to bless us. As I said yesterday, a wonderful cross-reference for these verses is found in Alma chapter 7, verses 11 through 13. Listen to what it says. It's the same message. Christ chose to come, and he chose to take upon himself all things so that he could redeem us, bless us, and run to us. Alma says, And he shall go forth suffering pains and afflictions and temptations of every kind. And this, that the word might be fulfilled, which saith, he will take upon himself the pains and the sicknesses of his people. And he will take upon him death, that he may loose the bands of death which bind his people. And he will take upon him their infirmities, that his bowels may be filled with mercy according to the flesh." that he may know according to the flesh how to succor his people according to their infirmities. So he takes upon himself everything so that he can know how to free us from those things. He took upon himself pain, affliction, temptation, so that he could free us from pain, affliction, temptation. He takes upon himself the pains and the sicknesses of his people so that he could be a more merciful savior. He takes upon himself death so that he can loose the bands of death, takes upon him our infirmities, which we might think is the same thing as sicknesses, which is already mentioned, but it's not. It actually means more our weaknesses. He takes upon him our weaknesses so that his bowels or his heart might be filled with mercy and so that he would know in the flesh what all of that was like. So that he would know in the flesh what it felt like to be sick, what it felt like to experience pain, what it felt like to have temptation and affliction, what it felt like to experience weaknesses and death. He did all of that so that he would know how in our lowest moments he could come to us and lift us up. Now, my favorite part of this verse is the very first part of verse 13, which says, Now the Spirit knoweth all things. 
Nevertheless, the Son of God suffereth according to the flesh, that he might take upon himself the sins of his people. So the Spirit knows all things. The Spirit knows the feelings. The Spirit knows what it's like to experience temptation and sickness. The Spirit knows it all and could have explained it to the Savior. Could have been like, yeah, this is what it feels like to feel sick. This is what it feels like to experience weaknesses. This is what it feels like to have pains or temptations. But Christ chose to take it all. He chose to take it all upon him, even more than any of us could ever suffer. Even to the point where he bled from every pore, he chose that so that in our dark moments, in our sadness, in our affliction, in our sorrow, he would know exactly how to come, how to lift us up, how to meet us where we are, and how to carry us in our burdens. As I was thinking about this doctrine, I was thinking this might be one of the most important doctrines that we understand, that the Savior isn't just a general Savior of the world, but that he is a very personalized, very individualized Savior who didn't just take upon himself the sicknesses, sins, weaknesses of the world, but did that in a very personal, individualized way. And it might be one of the most important things that we can know to learn how to use that to learn how to, in humility, call upon the Savior for succor, for peace. In our darkest moments, learning how to turn to him and allow him to carry us through. Now, again, as I was thinking about this doctrine today and how important it was, I thought there is so much I could say, but there's nothing I could say better than what has been said about this doctrine. This is something that Elder Oaks has actually spoken quite a bit about. He said, Our Savior feels and knows our temptations, our struggles, our heartaches, and our sufferings, for he willingly experienced them all as part of his atonement. Other scriptures affirm this. The New Testament declares, In that he himself hath suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. All who suffer any kind of mortal infirmities should remember that our Savior experienced that kind of pain also, and that through his atonement, he offers each of us the strength to bear it. And in a different Dallin H. Oaks talk, he said, Think of it. In the Savior's atonement, he suffered pains and afflictions and temptations of every kind. As Elder Boyd K. Packer explained, he had no debt to pay. He had committed no wrong. Nevertheless, an accumulation of all the guilt the grief and sorrow, the pain and humiliation, all of the mental, emotional, and physical torments known to man, he experienced them all. Our Savior experienced and suffered the fullness of all mortal challenges according to the flesh, so that he could know according to the flesh how to succor, which means to give relief or aid to his people according to their infirmities. He therefore knows our struggles, our heartaches, our temptations, and our suffering, for he willingly experienced them all as an essential part of his atonement. And because of this, his atonement empowers him to succor us, to give us the strength to bear it all. He knows of our anguish, and he is there for us. Like the good Samaritan in his parable, when he finds us wounded at the wayside, He binds up our wounds and cares for us. Brothers and sisters, the healing power of his atonement is for you, for us, for all. 
His all-encompassing healing power is sought in the prayerful words of our hymn, Master, the Tempest is Raging. Master, with anguish of spirit, I bow in my grief today. The depths of my sad heart are troubled. Awaken and save, I pray. Torrents of sin and of anguish sweep o'er my sinking soul. And I perish, I perish, dear Master. O hasten and take control. My friends, it's my testimony that when we humble ourselves enough to call out to the Savior and to express the true feelings of our hearts, He will come to us. He will run to us. He will succor us. He will bear us up and give us strength to overcome the challenges of this life. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 